It's Friday, August 25th, 2023, and this is the Talk Film Society podcast. I am Marcelo Pico, your host of the aforementioned Talk Film Society podcast. Here, as always, talking movies, surprise, surprise, with my co-host, Siobhan Irving. Siobhan, how the hell are you? How the hell am I? It doesn't matter. We're here to talk about movies. I love movies. Oh my god, it's movies! I love blockbuster movies, too. The blockbuster, especially. Right. We've got to get into it. There's no time to waste. We have episode. to get into we this. To, we've been talking blockbuster movies, summer blockbuster movies, for weeks now. Weeks now, and, and we've only got, t- what, two more weeks to do it, including this one? Yeah, so it's this week oh and the next god. week. What are we going to do? What are we going to do next week, Marcelo? That, you know what? We don't have to think Jeez. about that right now. We have about 90 minutes. I, I, I really do not want to think about what I'm going <laughs> to do when this ends. do not think about the future right now. Think about the present. Uh, yeah, I'm here. <laughs> you're here. I'm present. You're alive. You're present. <laughs> All the synapses in your brain are pulsing. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So that's that's who we I, are. I, my brain is on fucking fire right now, <laughs> Oh, dude. my God. So the reason why we have so much energy is, uh, you know, usually it's just Siobhan and I hosting this uh, show, talking movies and blockbusters this season, but it's a special episode. We have guests. Uh Uh-oh. Guess who's coming to podcast? That's right. (laughs) They are the hosts of Cinema to the Letter. It's Thomas and Brian. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Guess who's coming to podcast since like the worst social drama you could like like make right now? Just like well, who's like who's just coming to dinner? Who's coming to podcast? Everybody. <laughs> two more. Just two. Just two dudes walking into podcasting. Here we go. <laughs> uh, but okay. Uh, Thomas, hello. I'm going to talk to you first, just so people know who who is who here. Uh, right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You're you're Thomas. Uh, how are you doing, buddy? It, it's been a while since uh, we've talked. Actually, not that long. I, I was just <laughs> a guest on your show, um, right. Cinema to the Letter. So, how have you been, buddy? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm doing good right now. Um, I'm in the middle of a deep prep for a trip, which I'll be shamelessly plugging at the end of this episode. Um, but, uh, you know, in general, doing fine. We finished our first season. Had a lot of fun doing that. And now we're on a bit of our hiatus. And uh, we'll be coming back with that episode shortly. But... Enough of that, enough of that. What about Brian? Yeah, let's... How's Brian? Ask it. Hello. Good turn to Brian. Uh, Brian, how's it going? This is your first time on the Talk Film Society podcast, your first time guesting on the show. Uh, Is is that correct? Uh, Yes, yeah. Uh, I'm very excited and a bit anxious to to be here, but... Mm. So, to put put you on the spot, tell me and the listeners, and also Siobhan, what's the deal with the cinema to the letter? Uh, uh, Pitch me this show, Brian. Oh man. Okay. Well, um, we are doing we do mini uh, mini series. It is uh, six episodes, right? I'm I'm counting right there, Thomas. Uh, yes. You, you, I yes. That check. Yes. Six. Yes. Uh, and we are well, we just did blockbusters. Uh oh. And we <laughs> stepping on our territory. All right. Cool. No, we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But continue, Brian. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we're breaking it down, uh, the the word cinema uh, by its letter. So we do a, a classic, an indie, a new, an egregious, try not to test on my spelling here, uh, a masterpiece, uh, and an atypical movie. 
Um, and yeah, we f- finished up our first season, and it was uh, it was a lot of fun, especially having you on on there, Marcelo. Oh well, thank you. I wasn't fishing for a compliment, yeah, but everybody loves Marcelo. Yeah, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad I'm, I got a good catch here. Thank you. Uh, it was fun have uh, it was fun having myself on the show. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun being there. Um, now I'm going to turn to Siobhan. Uh, how's it going, Siobhan? Um, now let's let's backtrack. I was doing fine for a while. <laughs> You're doing fine for a while. Let's yeah. let's go back to uh, was it two weeks ago? Was it last week? I forget. Time makes no sense. When was it that we talked about Van Helsing? Was it last episode? We talked about Van Helsing the week that the last voyage uh, that 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 the Demeter took its last voyage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And at the end of the previous episode, like two weeks ago, probably. Yeah, like two weeks ago. Oh, that's right, because we had our one thousandth episode release on the Talk Film Society podcast. Was that last the one thousandth episode? Neil Breen, the, la- Neil, the Breen. Neil Breen okay, episode. That, that's a good one thousandth episode. Yeah, that was a thousandth episode. I can't talk. A masterful thousandth episode. To yeah. Have. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, go Jesus. back, yeah. listeners. Uh, listen to that Neil Breen episode with me and Siobhan breaking down the films of Neil Breen. And uh, including Cade, the tortured crossing. Uh, but yeah, but the episode before that was Van Helsing. And then the episode before that, at the end of that episode, me and Siobhan were like, what are we going to do for the next episode about vampires and Dracula? And then I said Van Helsing. And this leads us to uh, Cinema to the Letter. I, <laughs> uh, uh, well, Talk Film Society, the website in which I am the CEO or I guess editor in chief of not CEO. Uh, there's no money coming in, or, or going out. It's we're, we're a poor business. Uh, I'm the editor in chief of Talk Film Society. Uh, we host uh, Cinema to the Letter. It's our sister show. Uh, you know it, it, the episodes are on the website. I I publish them as soon as you know, you know Thomas sends me the file uh, that he edited and the description. I post all that. I'm just the middleman here. Uh, I should have known that Cinema to the Letter, Cinema to the Letter covered Van Helsing, <laughs> not but like a week before. I was like, "How about Van Helsing as a topic?" But you know, you know what? And, and you know, I'm here to say sorry to Cinema to the Letter. Uh, riding your coattails, accidentally, um, just slipped my mind. And also, I want to say this to the listeners: I'm sorry, but you had to listen to at least to like two full hours of people talking about we, Van Helsing. We give you two, two weeks of content on Van Helsing. <laughs> on Van Helsing. <laughs> um, so my bad. Not something uh, that we should have done. This is a terrible yeah. thing. To be fair, I think that was the first time anyone had talked about Van Helsing in about 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it's like, yeah. It's, so It's like that thing where like two two rival companies will be like, will just happen to be making a Pinocchio movie at the same time. Exactly. They come out, <laughs> That's true. This is the Volcano Dante's Peak <laughs> yes. kind of conundrum. So of you guys are the Guillermo del Toro Pinocchio and we're the Robert Zemeckis Pinocchio. Um, hey, hey. Oh, don't, don't, don't do that to yourself. <laughs> You're at least the Pauly Shore Pinocchio, which also came out the same year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're that one. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> But father, I need to go on the TFS podcast. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's that. Just want to cover that up front. Um, now I'm going to go to Brian. Now I know, uh, you know, the topic for the last season of your show was blockbusters. Yes, um, and there's 
I, I recommend anybody listening to this go back and listen to that season, uh, those six episodes. Um, but for those who don't know, your thoughts on blockbusters, Brian, what are they? <laughs> your thoughts on blockbusters <laughs> overall? Oh, man. Well, for, for the ones that we, we covered on our show, it was, it was a very interesting uh, uh, selection of movies that we did. But um, it was really interesting. It was a really interesting, uh, um, especially with Van Helsing, which I, I had not seen prior to us talking about it. And uh, what a movie, let me tell you. Yeah, it was really exciting to cover blockbusters. I mean, you know, t- tis the season and... Uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun, especially, you know, as we were doing the show and also going to see the new releases out this summer. It was just, it was a really exciting time for just movies in general. What's been your favorite so far, Brian, of this year of summer blockbusters? Oh, that have come out in theaters? Uh, sure. Let's stick to theaters, yeah. Oh, man. I, I will say my, my favorite film of probably the year so far is is Oppenheimer if that counts as a as a summer blockbuster yeah I'd, I'd uh, say so yeah 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 so definitely Oppenheimer that one really really like impacted me on on a really you know deep level uh yeah probably that one mm, interesting uh we've talked Oppenheimer I have I've seen it too many times already um mm-hmm. Siobhan, how many, how many times have you seen Oppenheimer now? Uh, I famously have not been to the theaters this summer. Tommy, what was your uh, what's your favorite blockbuster of the year so far? Of the summer, not the year, just a hard pivot from Siobhan. <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't give a shit about um, before April. This is right, right. I mean, if we're gonna talk about like movie I saw in theaters this summer, I would count the super mega blockbuster Past Lives uh, from A twenty four. But if we're not counting that. Um, I would say probably like the bigger blockbusters. It, it was right at the start. I think Guardians Volume Three is still like just the oh, perfect yeah. inspired choice. Like, yeah, I honestly I think so. Yeah, I think it just does such a great job, and especially it just it felt so good to feel anything during like a Marvel movie again. Yeah. It's been a long time since <clears throat> I felt anything that wasn't at least extremely negative with like Thor: Love and Thunder. Like that's, but everything else just been kind of like a blase. Like it's a paste. It's whatever. I know exactly how you're feeling. Like when I was watching this, I was like, damn, this is how good these movies uh, were at a time or like can be when they're at their best. What a nice reminder to send them off. Yes, I agree. Guardians three was the rare now exception of like, Oh, I I remember this feeling uh, of watching a very good superhero movie. By the way, blue beetle. Have any of you seen blue beetle? No. Okay. No, <laughs> I am surprised to learn that it might be good. I have not seen it yet, so I've I've been uh, saying that I've been saying that every week on this show. I I, I know Siobhan it was, comes up and like it's a joke that of course it's going to fail at the box office, but like I, I've been did. saying I think it will be a good movie, and uh, look who's right. I listen according Siobhan, to Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. I, I, I wanted well, I, I wanted to maybe you know talk about this later, but we're talking about it now. Uh, I, 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 I'm afraid you might have been right this whole time, Siobhan, because if I go out and see it this week, uh, next episode, you're going to hear me eating crow for the full episode. Saying, I accept Siobhan. your apology. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, so we'll see. To be continued. This is a cliffhanger for the season finale. It's okay. Uh, next it's week. okay. Don't worry about it. Okay. All right. Don't worry about it. Come on. Uh, all right. Um, so that's blockbusters. I think we, oh wait. Yeah. Thomas, Guardians 3, Brian, Oppenheimer. 
Uh, I mean, Siobhan, you've seen some at home now. We're not there yet, but, I mean, your your current favorite summer blockbuster. You know, it was uh, Fast X in the summer. It was, yeah, because that was May. Okay, you know what? I did go out to that in theater. Yeah, Uh, so there you go. So I'm aware. So I guess that's the best theater one. And uh, best at home one was when I rewatched Fast X. um, (laughs) Perfect. Uh, Okay, so. You know know what? A special shout out to to a summer blockbuster that I do not believe played in theaters, but is absolutely along those lines. I want to say uh, you, should, you should watch Extraction 2 on Netflix. Interesting. Super cool, fun action movie. Okay, I, I've heard from people, including you, Siobhan, that that movie is also good, but I, I uh, what if I haven't seen it and I have no interest in Extraction 1? Extraction 1 is good. I think Extraction 2 is very good. Uh, Can I just skip it, it, to Extraction 2? Sure, why not? Uh, the, the He's a guy that is like supposed to be protecting a kid. I don't know. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Uh, sure, you know what? If worse comes to worse, I'll watch Extraction Two. Uh, you know, and and again, and I'll report that's back. The worst thing you can imagine. <laughs> that's, <laughs> this is gun to my head. I have to watch a movie. <laughs> That'll be the worst one I watch. No, 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 no. I, it's on my list. Okay, I'm not going to make any promises, but along with Blue Beetle, it's now on my list of, th- of things to watch and of things to go back to Siobhan and apologize for. So it's on the list. Okay. I don't know why I need an apology for that one, but I'll, I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the news. Here's our next segment of the show. Now, this, uh, Thomas and Brian, this is where I turn to Siobhan and I go, Siobhan, what's in the news? Oh, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> I was just listening to a last week's episode and thinking, okay, I should actually pull up news this time. Uh, You're a shoo-in for that anchor job that you applied. Deadline.com. Uh, let's see here. Hmm. And now we just wait let's for the news. Here. A Good Burger 2 teaser trailer has oh. arrived. Nice. Okay, thoughts? Quick thoughts. Brian, your thoughts on Good Burger 2? For, for all the 90s kids out there. Uh, oh man, I am. I think I'm the, not the one to ask here. I believe the youngest one here. Brian, is it rude for me to ask how old you are? I am 25 years old. I got two uh, years on you. I, I remember seeing Good Burger like a bit when I was a kid, but like very, it's very hazy in my mind. Oh, here, here we go. This is better. This is better. Uh, wait, wait, rich I, men. I, 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 Oh, sorry. What's that? I want to hear. I want to hear Thomas's opinion. Oh, Good Thomas, Burger. Good, Burger. Good Burger too. Yeah. I mean, I saw Good Burger in a theater. I very clearly remember. I saw like because I was a little kid at that time. I'd watched all that, and I'm like, oh my god, I can't wait. And um, it, it's definitely a movie that I saw as a kid. And I saw multiple times over. Um, I met Keenan Thompson once while I was working at a theater. Oh. I gave him popcorn. Was he nice uh, in that one? He little... seemed yeah, very nice. Okay. Like a nice dude there with his kids. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Okay, Siobhan, the floor's <laughs> yours. <laughs> yeah, so this news is pretty great. Uh, so, Rich Men North of Richmond, that song that we all love, uh, it makes its Hot 100 it. history with no one debut. <laughs> Stop it! Do you guys want to talk about that song? No! We've been listening to it over and We're over. Moving no, I, I veto this. This is not news. The fat people eating no. fudge pies or whatever. Stop. They suck. Like, um, it, it's, it's such a good song. All right, let's move on. 
Cinema Day, National Cinema Day. That's the news I'm bringing to the table. Uh, I'm excited about this. Oh, yeah. I love to celebrate cinema in any way I can. (laughs) Um, For those who don't know, Cinema Day, uh, National Cinema Day, I'm sorry. National Cinema Day uh, first started last year as a gambit to get more people into the theater. It worked last year. I just learned earlier that Cinema Day last year was the uh, highest uh, uh, attended uh, in theaters uh, uh, for that full year. So they're going to do it again uh, this Sunday, August 27th, a few days after this drops. Um, so, I mean, let's go around the table. Let's, I want uh, to I, I want to hear your, uh, your guys' excitement on this. So let's go to Siobhan first. Siobhan, how excited are you for Cinema Day? <laughs> I am so stoked, dude. Um, let me tell you, if I were to go out for this... Let me just go ahead and look at the website of the cinema closest to me and tell you what I would go to. All right, here so we my go. options are Blue Beetle, Strays, hi everybody, Strays, uh. Uh, Barbie, <laughs> Oppenheimer, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, Meg to the Trench, Metallica M72 World Tour Live from Texas number two, I'm going to guess that's ineligible, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, Haunted Mansion is still there. What are you fucking talking about? Talk to me. Uh, Jailer, which is a Tamil film. Uh, Mission Impossible is still there, I guess. And The Wind Rises 10th Anniversary. Probably also ineligible. I would go... Yeah, let's hear which, which one which, Siobhan which chooses. One Siobhan? To? Yeah, which one? It would be such a funny bit if the movie I went to was Blue Beetle, wouldn't it? <laughs> no. No, I... And then, and then you come out thinking it was a good uh, movie, and then you, you'll be right all along, and then I'll, I'll owe you an, an extra apology. So, so I'm basically deciding, would I rather see Barbie or Oppenheimer in a theater? And uh, I feel like Oppenheimer is going to get more out of the bigger screen than, I, I hate to say it, than Barbie would, even though I'd probably have more fun doing the dress-up thing with Barbie so it's 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 a coin flip, but I think I think I lean Oppenheimer. Mm, so I'm so I'm not going to go to Oppenheimer in a couple days. <laughs> no, I I want you to report back, Siobhan, Next time we record next episode, All right. your cinema day experience. <laughs> uh, so 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 get that report ready. Uh, all right, Thomas, your thoughts? National Cinema Day. How excited are you on a scale of one to ten? A respectful five, okay. just because it, re- it it doesn't quite apply to me. Just because I have a lot of money, right? The AMC Stubbs thing, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. I, I mean, I burn five dollar bills to light my cigars every day, so it doesn't really matter to me. Um, but I mean, I I don't know. I think I'm all for like anything to like keep theaters going at this point, especially when you know we uh, have just gone through the Barbenheimer thing, but now studios are being dumb about pulling their movies that are, I don't know, might continue movie going. Like, September is such a dead zone. Like, it's, there's not a lot that I think is going to make any fucking money until we get to probably, like, Saw X, maybe. And even then, I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm good with that happening. And if I were to, like, say, recommend something for Cinema Day, um, at my local theater, they're doing apparently a 30th anniversary screening of Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. And the real 3D. Um, and Beauty and the Beast is also playing, and American Graffiti. So yeah, I'd probably go to one of those instead of one of the, like, dregs of summer movies I have not seen, or seeing some of the other things I've already seen again. Alright, fair enough. Uh, Brian, same question. On a scale of 1 to 10, Um, how excited are you for National Cinema Day? 
Um, uh, I'll say like a a six out of ten. Uh, same as Thomas, I it doesn't really apply to me. I have the the, the A list. I will say that I, I I would go see American Graffiti. That is like what I would go see. But I guess if I'm if I'm picking a a, a movie that's out in theaters right now, as as much as I've heard bad things about it, I I kind of want to go see The Meg too. I, I would I would go see that. I have Don't do it. Brian. <laughs> I've heard so many bad things, but you know, I just I got to see it for myself to to really to really figure it yeah, out. Dig into the trench. Got to go in the trenches I, with Meg too. I got to I got to go in the trench, yeah. <laughs> All right, that's that's fair. Okay, I I have not seen the Meg 2 yet. I think I said on this show I'd go see it. And also I was going to go see no. Me Mayhem. That's the opposite um, of what you said actually. Having just listened to the episode, you said, uh, since you already missed it the first week, you're not going to see it. Oh, you know, thank you for the reminder, Siobhan. Uh, Siobhan is our archivist here. But it is National Cinema Day, Marcelo, and I must ask you, how excited are you for National (laughs) Cinema Day? (laughs) (laughs) I'm at a full-blown eight, my friend. Wow. Uh, The thing that does genuinely excite me is just people going to see movies. Uh, You know, even even if it's people who don't go out to see movies normally, you know, people going out to see movies, it's exciting to me. It doesn't seem to exciting. It doesn't seem to be exciting for any of you, but that's fine. No, uh, it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So that's national cinema day. That was in the news. Uh, I mean, Thomas, Brian, do you guys have any news to talk about? (laughs) You know, uh, go people on strike. Oh, that's right. Hope you all get paid fairly. We are pro-union here on the podcast. Got to sure. bring that up every week. Uh, Brian, are you pro-union? Absolutely. Hell yes. Um, <laughs> pay pay the writers already. God damn it. <laughs> there was a way that would have gone that would have maybe made the end of our podcast. <laughs> it's like, no, fuck them. Who cares? They don't need to get paid. <laughs> Well, actually, guys, AI can kind of, like, I'm kind of, you know, oh, no. it's got some good ideas. <laughs> oh, no. I made such a mistake. <laughs> and with that, we close out the news portion of the show. Now for the next segment, Siobhan, I think you know what, I think you know what it is. Uh, hey, what, who are you, what, what is it that hey. you have? Uh, what is it that you have been watching? Over there. What is it that you've been watching over there? What is it they've been watching over there? This is the segment where we talk about what is it that we've been watching over there. Um, Brian, uh, you know, other than, you know, the movies. We'll, oh, I should have mentioned that at the, at the top. Fuck, what am I doing hosting a podcast for? Uh, hey, here's a tease for later on. Uh, we're going to be talking about Gran Turismo uh, in general. Some of us have seen it. Uh, some of us haven't. And then we'll talk about the genre of racing movies and... Oh, so we're, we're going to talk about the genre of, uh, I guess, teen sex comedies, because Bottoms is also coming out this week. So Gran Turismo, Bottoms, general discussion on those, uh, uh, you know, blockbusters of the summer. And that's that's in a bit. But for now, we're going to ask, what is it that you've been watching over there? Uh, Brian, let's go to you. See anything good? Oh, man. Um, well... I'm trying to pick what is the best movie I've seen. Well, the best movie I've seen, I think, this in the past couple weeks is um, uh, I, I I've been I watched the original uh, Taking of Pelham One Two Three. 
the uh, no. the, the, the 1974 film, as I've mm-hmm. been. Uh, uh, this somewhat relates to what we'll talk about, I guess, in a bit. But uh, I've been going through the filmography of Tony Scott, um, watching a lot of his movies for the first time. But I I wanted to watch the original, uh, Taking of Pelham One Two Three, and uh, absolutely loved it. Absolutely fantastic movie. Uh, just perfect, tight thriller. Loved it. Uh, trains are cool. I love trains. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Walter Matthau, pro- possibly the coolest a man has looked on a movie screen ever, <laughs> I think. Um, I don't know. Do you guys, do you guys like this movie? I, I've seen it. It's been a while since I've seen it. I, I remember liking it a lot. I need to revisit it. Um, Siobhan, have you seen this? I have not seen the original. I'm, I've seen... Uh Tony's a few times, and I want I want I want to ask how you feel about that one because to me it's like a it's a, it's a more middling Tony Scott movie. Like I, I, it's got some great stuff about it, but overall it just doesn't totally work for me. I I, I like the Scott the the Tony Scott movie. Um, it is like if a, you like it, right? I like it, but I don't love yeah. it. Um, yeah. I, I would say it is kind of a more. It's not as good. It's definitely not as good as the original. It's definitely not as good as any of the other movies that he that Tony Scott directed in the <laughs> in the two thousands. Right. But I, I like it. I like the you know it's a very different movie than the original. But I think you know ultimately that's it, as a remake. I think that's kind of interesting. And you know Tony Scott could just direct the hell out of any scene and just make it look so interesting for sure. Um, and Denzel, man, Denzel, he's just, he's the greatest. I think what's interesting about Denzel also in that movie is I think I'm, I love the original movie first off. And I think the remake is definitely lesser. It's not one of my favorites, it's probably my least favorite Scott movie. And it still is like interesting, but the most interesting thing about it is I think that's the first time Denzel ever felt like his age. Really? Because that, that's right, the first yeah. time I can remember him actually playing a dude who's like, oh, I'm slumped over this desk, and I like eat yeah. a lot of donuts, right. and all sort of stuff. And I love the fact that right after that movie, he's kind of just embraced that. It's kind of like when Russell Crowe got fat for one movie, and then he was just like, this is me now. And I think <laughs> I kind of like love that about Denzel. Just like, I'm an old man now. I'm cool. I'm cooler than you'll ever be. But I'm like, I don't know. I'm still the equalizer. And even the Equalizer, I would argue that's kind of the charm to me of him oh, in those yeah. movies that's that he what, kind that's of, what I'm he's unassuming. Like yeah. he's he's uh he's uh not letting himself go, but he's like just being like, yeah, I'm an old man, I'm but but I'm still the Equalizer. <laughs> I'm still gonna fuck you up, kid, if you cross me. Yeah. Uh, how about you, Thomas? Uh, what is it they've been watching over there? Anything good? Um, I mean, I've, you, you all follow me on Letterboxd, it's a disaster, I just watch too much shit, but, um, I'm gonna limit it to, I'm gonna mention two things, because it kinda ties in with the topic that we're doing, uh, cause I wanted to watch another racing movie, and another sex comedy that I hadn't seen, um, and the, uh, I'll just start with the sex comedy, uh, it's The To-Do List, which stars Aubrey Plaza, came out in 2013, I like uh, directed movie. by Mary, uh, Maggie Carey. Um, who uh, was at the time married to Bill Hader, who's also in this, and a bunch of other people, great people of like that era. And like, it's one of the few Donald Glover movie appearances. Um, Andy Samberg shows up, a lot of funny people. It's not like, I think, a great movie, but I think it's a really fun kind of, especially like entry level sex comedy for like a teen, I would say. Uh, or if you don't know, like the premise of it is Aubrey Plaza um, is like the valedictorian who everyone keeps making fun of for being a virgin. So she commits herself to, before going to college, 
doing a to-do list of various different sexual acts. And I think it's, like, very, you know, it, it treats the, the subject matter with a lot of, like, aloof, casual fun. But at the same time, it feels like really investing, like, you really believe in Plaza and, like, her whole arc. And um, I love her friends, Leah Shawcat and this other actress I forgot who's in, like, a bunch of Nicole Hofstetler movies. Um, but I think that's a fun one I'd recommend to people. Um, and then the racing movie I watched was uh, Viva Las Vegas, the Elvis Presley movie. Um, which I had heard was a racing movie. And I'll just tell you straight up, uh, racing's in like the last 10 minutes of it. It's mostly <laughs> shockingly a lot of singing and dancing uh, involving Elvis Presley. But I'll say this, um, this is the first Elvis movie I've seen. So it is just kind of weird seeing just Elvis in a narrative structure. Just because like anytime I've seen Elvis before, it's either documentary footage or parodies. So it's just bizarre seeing him just as an actual person caught on film. Uh, but it's, you know, him and Anne Margaret have like a, a sort of back and forth with each other. They're both pretty stellar in it. And it's just a real snapshot of like 60s Vegas because they shot in Vegas and there's just so much footage of like the strip and everything. Pretty much like the era right before Fear and Loathing just kind of like completely destroyed that concept of what like Vegas was. But like the kind of like Rat Pack era. It's a better one than say Ocean's Eleven, the original, which is a terribly boring movie. As supposed to be Las Vegas is kind of fun. And even when the the car crashes happen, uh, well, the car when the chase happens, the uh, the racing, um, it's there are genuinely great like explosions of like cars like bursting into flame and shit. That's like from '64. So I'd recommend yeah that one's on the Criterion Channel, and I know um, Hoopla I think has the to do list currently. Uh, but yeah, hmm. got me there. I haven't seen either of those movies. Uh, Siobhan, have you seen? To-do- I co-signed the to do list. I think that's a very fun movie. Oh, okay, <clears throat> I'll put that on the list. My to-do list, next to blowjobs. Uh, okay, so, Siobhan, how about you? What is it that you've been mm. watching over there? Yes, yes, over here, uh, I've been trying to get myself out of a funk, and the way I do that is by watching a bunch of horror movies. Um, i seen a couple slashers. Uh, this one's arguably a slasher, I guess, Alexandra Aja's Mirrors. But I think it's better than its reputation. And I saw Hellfest from a few years ago, which I think is a really fun, uh, like haunted amusement park slasher, like a, like Halloween night. So whatever. Doesn't matter. And then, uh, I'm particularly wanting to watch a bunch of found footage movies and I am making my way through the wreck series, which I've never seen. Ooh. Um, what are they? Are they Portuguese or Spanish? I'm not sure. Um, uh, that's a good question. I just saw the first one in theaters not too long ago. I think they're playing the second one here in town. Yeah. How'd that play with the crowd? Uh, pretty good. I, I, I'd i seen it before, long ago. Like, you know, I, I think I rented it from Netflix when they were doing the DVD thing still back then. Uh, then I just forgot, a, you know, a lot about it. And then watching it again, you know, seemingly anew with a crowd, that was pretty damn cool. I, I'm, I'm excited to see the second one. Cause I hear that one's also pretty good. Second one's really cool. And, uh, I would, uh, I would almost recommend rewatching the first one right before you watch the second one, because a lot of that will pay off for you even better. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm currently in the middle of the third one. Um, I got interrupted watching it earlier, but, uh, so far it seems cool, but it's like a totally different direction, which is really interesting so far. And then, uh, the last one I'll recommend here, uh, little Jap, Japanese uh, horror movie called Ganjam, The Haunted Asylum. 
uh, G-O-N-J-I-A-M, Haunted Asylum. Uh, you can find it for free on YouTube, like officially for free. It's not just uploaded there. And uh, it's it's cool. It's really cool. It's like a group of like eight ghost hunter kind of people who uh, hobbyists who go around like, like, you know, going to see like Aoki Gohara and the other haunted places of the earth or whatever. And they go to this haunted asylum to try to break into room 402 where there's supposed to be uh, such terrible horrors in there that nobody's ever seen. And uh, it's a really creative uh, found footage ghost horror movie. It's it's got some decent scares, and the characters are really uh, really fun, like really really fun to follow. Highly recommend it. What is your favorite found footage movie, Siobhan? I I mean I'll be basic as fuck and say uh, Blair Witch Project, but I can go a little slightly different and say as above so below i like i really dig that movie you know you, you, you seen that one <laughs> i have not seen it now oh wow okay a- anybody wow. else as above so below? is that the one is that the one in the like the french catacombs yes exactly okay i've never seen it but i i, I was i was kind of curious when it was coming out it's a, it's a it's a cool movie. Yeah, I, I saw it as well. Um, I don't remember being a huge fan of that, but at the same time, I saw it in the middle of my when I was doing horror podcasting, and I was so fucking sick of found footage movies. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if I liked it a lot more, like revisiting it, because I remember at least that one having interesting stuff. Particularly when they get to like the catacombs, there's a lot of fun, spooky thrills uh, there. Yeah, I solicited Tommy on Twitter already, so I don't need his answer. But uh, <laughs> but uh, Marcelo and Brian, do, do do you guys have a found footage recommendation for me? Oh man, I I I don't think I'm equipped for for that. I'm very basic. Like I've seen. I mean, I, I love the Blair Witch Project. It's one of my favorite movies. Uh, listen to our episode on it now. Um, Good job plugging. Thank you, thank you. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I admittedly haven't seen that many of them because I was a very scared as a kid of like horror movies and so i i avoided found footage ones because they were like extra scary because they were like those ones are real yeah so so <laughs> so i i i don't know i'm i, I would want to know some some more recommendations as well because i i'd like to see more of them uh okay well one that's not too scary um uh, spree uh starring the stranger things kid uh joe keery uh that one he's like an uber driver who's like trying to get viral hits or whatever by killing oh, people. Yeah. It doesn't make much sense, but it's a fun movie. It's not, it's not, it's not scary in any way. It's just fun. Uh, okay, okay. Marcelo found footage, anything. Uh, I don't know. You put me in the spot. I, awesome. I, I, I asked the questions here. I don't answer. The <laughs> All right. So what is it that you have been watching? Can I ask you that question? Over no, <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm going to not say my favorite because I, I may also be a poser and just say... Oh, you know what? My favorite, too. Poughkeepsie Tapes. Poughkeepsie Tapes. That one fucked me up really hard. Watch I that. haven't seen that one. Uh, I do like The Sacrament a lot. I want to I, I make great, that recommendation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so fascinated by that story. Uh, it's not based on the Jonestown Massacres, right? It's just inspired by... It's not not based on it. It's... it's <laughs> It it is is a, right. Even, even though they have the main cult leader guy played by an actor named Gene Jones, it's not. No, right. there's no connection whatsoever. It's essentially, yeah, that's it's the Jonestown massacre. Uh, I f- I find that real life uh, incident highly intriguing, 
very haunting, and to see it played out, uh, you know, in a narrative like that, directed by Ty West, uh, that may be my favorite Ty West movie, uh, is The Sacrament. Uh, so yeah. that's my recommendation. I don't know what yeah, my love favorite to imagine is. what would I have done if I were there. <laughs> I would have got them all you're out. The Mar- that's you're the Mark Wahlberg of Jonestown. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would have them all have gone down like that. It would not have gone down like that. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, Siobhan, you were asking me a question before I rudely interrupted you. Yeah. What, what is it that you have been watching over there, Marcella? I saw Old Boy over the Great. weekend. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Now, for the topic of... Okay, yeah. I saw Old Boy. Neon re-released it in honor of its 20th anniversary, the new 4K restoration. Uh, and... I haven't seen it in 10 years. Uh, I was hesitant about watching it again because I feel like I've seen it once. Maybe that's enough. Um, and I can say right now I've seen it. And I think 10 years is enough for me. I, I'll wait another 10 years before I see this again. I think it is a masterpiece. I think it's just it's it does exactly what it's supposed to do. Um, but it is, it is brutal. It is uh, it's a hell of a movie. And to think that this came out the same year as like Kill Bill Volume One, and for the longest time I'm like, yeah, Kill Bill Volume One, that's my favorite revenge movie of 2003. Ah, now I think it's Old Boy. It's, it's that good, and I do love Kill Bill Volume One, but man, Old Boy, it holds up. It is what it is. It is that classic that everybody talks about. So if it's playing near you, if you're near in a theater that's still playing Old Boy. Go see it. Uh, hell of a thing. If, if you've seen it before, or if it's the first time you're watching it, go see it. And I, I don't know. Mar- Marcel th- would recommend that for like the big cinema Sunday. Exactly. You know, kind of thing. especially with the family. Take your you family know, to go bring see it. Bring your old daughter, family. bring everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> uh, but I, I, I do like that uh, Park Chan Wook. Uh, I, I, maybe this happens at all the screenings, but at my screening. Uh, there's a little video intro of him basically giving um, partially like, yes, like, welcome to to my movie. You know, yes, this is it. And also a warning of like, hey, by the way, this has, you know, extreme sex, extreme violence. And if you're a fan of uh, Octopi, this might not be the movie for you. Uh, he says that. So <laughs> that's pretty funny. Uh, but that's also my warning. If you're if you like octopus, Octopi, you know, turn away. Go see the only else. being that would be offended by that film. Exactly. Your octopi. <laughs> Truly. Uh, yes, but I saw Old Boy. I, Siobhan, I know you love Old Boy, right? I love Old Boy, of course. Yeah. Okay, so I want to get that on the record. Uh, Thomas, Old Boy fan, yeah? Um, I did revisit it recently because I've been going through the Park Chan Wooks. Um, I still think it's pretty great. I would say some other ones have gone above. I would prefer, like, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance or Lady Vengeance, or especially the one I discovered that I just fucking loved Thirst. Thirst oh, yeah. fucking Thirst rules, is good. if you haven't seen that. Yeah. The movie rules, but yeah. Uh, how about you, Brian? Thoughts on Old Boy and also the work of Park Chan-wook? Oh, man. I have not seen Old Boy since I saw it in high school when I was sort of... I feel, I feel like that's a lot of, like... It's like an entry level into, like, world cinema. Um, yeah. I have not revisited, revisited it since, Um but I have watched uh, all of Park Chan-wook's other films, and I absolutely love them. I think he is one of the best filmmakers working today. Um, my favorite, honestly, was probably uh, Sympathy for uh, Lady Vengeance. 
I just everything about it just really clicked for me. Yeah, he he rules. But I, I would love to see Old Boy again, especially I would I would love to see it in a theater. But I don't know. Hopefully, it just means I know like Neon's going to put out like a physical version of it, right? Because oh, yeah. it's not available I, I, uh, much in the U.S. So I'm sure it'll get a Criterion release because Neon and Criterion uh, do work together. That's true. Yeah, they they're, right, they're, right. they're releasing that Bowie documentary that I wasn't fond of. Um, um, what was it called? Moon Age Daydream. Yeah, that's a Neon release and a Criterion title now. Um, I don't know why I had a commentary there. I mean, I didn't need to say I didn't like it, but. More power to that documentary. Uh, that's yeah, I love that movie. Hot take <laughs> okay. versus Marceau. I think that movie's amazing. But okay. All right. We'll go with that. Moving on. Um, all right. That is what we've been watching there, here. Siobhan. How you doing? Uh, check in on Siobhan. How's it going over there, buddy? I'm great. <laughs> <laughs> we, we do this every episode. We, we, third we check course. in on Siobhan. We go to our third course now. We go to a th- uh, exactly. This is the meat of the episode. The meat of the episode. Yeah, we we just we just ate everything around the meat. Our our hamburger bun and our <laughs> pickle tomato. Uh, <laughs> we lick the mustard off. Now now we get to eat the meat. Now it's the meat. Now in honor of the releases of this week, uh, this weekend, Bottoms and Gran Turismo. Um. Siobhan and I... Based on a true story. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Gran Turismo based on a true story. <laughs> uh, last week at the end of the episode, Siobhan and I were like, what are we going to do this week? And I was like, oh, how about... What is, what's the movie? What are the movies coming out? We've got to see something. Come on, 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 come on. So for Gran Turismo, Days of Thunder came up. That was, I think, my suggestion. I forced it on Siobhan. Uh, but Siobhan's like, oh, another, uh, you know, like, dude thing. Uh, how about... <laughs> oh, you know, I did not. <laughs> no, I did not. Wait, are there two Siobhans in the room? I, I can't believe it. All right, listen. <laughs> but Siobhan made a good point. It's like, also, Bottoms is coming out in limited release. It would it would, it would, would be fun to, you know, talk about not just a racing movie and, and something else. How about, like, a teen sex comedy, right? Yeah. Yeah. So we decided to mash them up. Yeah, it's mash them up. Th- that's right, folks. It's Days of Thunder. We watched that. And also, American Pie. Two summer blockbusters. The Venn diagram between these two movies, I guess, would be Risky Business, wouldn't it? <laughs> so maybe we should have done that and hit both. Oh, kind shit, of. That would have been good, actually. Hold on. When, when did Risky Business come out? Let's see. Is that a summer movie? I'm going to Google that right now. It doesn't matter. It, we watched uh, Days of Thunder in honor of... Uh, Gran Turismo, based on a true story from gamer to racer. Listen, Risky Business came out August 5th, 1983. (laughs) An August summer movie. That would have been perfect. It's like last week when we figured out Scooby-Doo would have been a good uh, movie to talk about on the previous episode. Uh, An American Pie we did for Bottoms, because it's a a classic uh, teen sex comedy. The classic teen sex comedy. The classic... Teen the sex the, the mm. most infamous, uh, right? You're showing right. your cards. You're showing your cards. No, 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 no. That has nothing hey. to do with quality. We, mm, we're going to get to that in a second. That's it. You're, we're already diving into the conversation. But what I want to know is, uh, Thomas, Brian, did you both see American Pie and Days of Thunder? Um, I did rewatch American Pie and prep for this. I have seen Days of Thunder before, but didn't have enough time to fit it in. 
uh, for a rewatch, but I just watched it like last year for like the the lead up to Top Gun Maverick, so it's fairly fresh in my head. Brian, what about you? Um, I did watch American Pie earlier today, which I I had seen bits and pieces of throughout my like childhood of like seeing it on TV when it comes on, um, and then I I watched Days of Thunder a few weeks ago. Uh, as I said, I was going through Tony Scott's filmography, so. I watched it a few weeks ago, so yeah, I, it's still kind of fresh in my mind a bit. Hell Why don't we talk yeah. about American Pie first? So let's let's do a general thing. And Siobhan, now is your time to shine. Okay, now it's time for you to say Great. you think American Pie is the shining example of a teen sex comedy, right? We're talking teen sex comedies in honor of Bottoms. Overall, teen sex comedies. Your thoughts, Siobhan? American Pie, the best? Question mark. I I think it deserves its reputation still. I'm going to be honest. On this rewatch, I did not have the best time. I was just kind okay. of like, as I was watching it, I was just kind of like, oh, yeah, like, this is good. But I did not, like, find myself laughing super hard. But, like, it, it does, like, I don't, I, I don't know. Like, what, 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 what else came before this? Like, like, Last American Virgin, Revenge of the Nerds. Animal House. I don't fucking know. I haven't seen any of that shit. Someone is forgetting about Porky's trilogy. Masterful. The films. Porky's. I actually have seen Porky's <laughs> one. Um, but uh, yeah, it's good. It's a great movie. I think the characters are very likable and lovable. And you know, Stifler drinks the uh, cum. Um, <laughs> it's cool. That's that's your review, isn't it? I think that actually, was my review. Yeah. It is your review on Letterboxd. Yeah, you, you just drinks said that. Come. Yeah, <laughs> we're not joking. That was the review. Go look it up. Uh, so okay, let's. I and I. Hey, listen. I have, have Scott starve Southland Tales. Drinks. Come. Oh, did, did, have you seen this? They're doing. They're doing fucking commercials right now with Sean William Scott and Jason Biggs. Basically, wait, what? Yes, they're doing commercials yeah, for I've like seen this DoorDash well. or yes. TaskRabbit yeah. or something like that, um, or Uber Eats maybe, where uh, uh, Jason Biggs gets a delivery and then Stifler's like right behind the delivery guy, and he uh, shows up like, "Hey man, remember all these great parties we had?" And Jason Biggs is trying to like, "Oh yeah, sure. Hey, ha- why are you doing here?" And then he invites himself in. And so, like, they're basically, they're not not playing Stifler and whatever Jason Biggs' character name is, but uh, that's what they're basically going for. Isn't it Jim? Yeah, it's Jim. Jim. You win win five points, Thomas. Now, those five points you can use later on this episode, but you got those five Hmm. points right now, so keep those in your back pocket. Um, Gotcha. Now, that's interesting. Uh, I I don't, I guess, I'll give my quick thoughts about American Pie. I liked it watching it for this episode. It's fine. I've seen it before. I think like, like maybe two or three years after it came out on DVD, but watching it now, I'm like, I, in the genre of teen sex comedies, this, in my personal opinion, ranks low. I, I think culturally, sure. Like Siobhan is saying, yeah, it's culturally, that's there. what I was talking about. Yeah. Like, no, it, yeah you know what? Fair. But I'm also like, it doesn't need to be put on a pedestal. I don't I, think it's that great when i i i had just watched um sex drive by happenstance like a week or two ago and i was laughing super hard watching sex drive 
And then when I was watching American Pie, I was kind of shocked at how stone-faced I was through it. I, I, I just rewatched Superbad not too long ago. I, I think that's a perfect movie for what it is. Like That, yeah, to me, is definitely. a superior teen sex comedy. Um, but anyway, you know, we'll get more into American Pie. We'll get right deep in that pie here in a bit. But I want to hear Thomas's <laughs> thoughts on the teen sex comedies. Any favorites? Uh, you know, well, any favorites that uh, that uh, you, you can think of? Um, I mean, it's not necessarily my favorite genre. I think a lot of those... Um, I've just, like, ones that I remember liking are ones I dread revisiting. Like, I liked Animal House the last time I saw it. I dread ever revisiting that for a number of reasons, quite frankly. Um, but, I mean, I, I would say, like, American Pie is... At the very least, like, a curious kind of stepping stone. I remember, actually, the first time I saw any bit of American Pie was summer 1999. I was a child, and my dad was taking me and my sisters to see Wild Wild West. And we walked into the wrong theater. And we saw at least the first two to three minutes of American Pie (laughs) before we were (laughs) ejected out to see, of course, a much better film for children, Wild Wild West. That has nothing problematic about it. Um, but, But, yeah, I think American Pie is... Like, just kind of like, it, it feels almost like, because the big thing is this is the directorial debut of Chris and Paul Weitz, and I feel like those two tend to make, like, much more introspective, character-driven movies, uh, as they've done, like, after this, and this kind of feels like they're struggling between a script that they had that was super raunchy and vile, and then them trying to, like, inject a bit more of the humanity into it, and I feel like that's kind of there. I think the weirdest thing is, the supporting cast, I think, saves this movie. Like, Sean William Scott's great. Eugene Levy, like, you can't not go wrong, really, with Eugene Levy. Natasha Leone's funny. Like, Jennifer Coolidge, obviously. But I think the main core four guys aren't that interesting, either as characters or performers. Aside, like, Chris Klein's fine. Like, I think he's, like, a fun kind of himbo Klein. type. I, 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 um, yeah, I, I, I would say he's him. the best of the main four. Yeah, easily. Um, but then again, I would also say, the other thing about this is, um, I really hate Jason Biggs. I've never found him funny. <laughs> I think he's an annoying little pissant, especially in this movie, where he's being like so aggressively dickish at every turn to everyone, and yeah. especially like you're gonna like really be that down on 1999 era Allison Hannigan, dude. Fuck off. Fuck right off, dude. <laughs> not a fun guy. Uh, but still, I think there's more laughs than not in American Pie. But I'm really curious about Brian. <laughs> Who <laughs> a very different perspective. Yeah, teen sex oh, comedies, yeah. Brian. Now, my question to you, when did you have sex first? No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Brian, teen sex comedies, your thoughts. And also, American Pie, let's get into your thoughts on that. Come on. Come on. Yeah, I, I no. you know, <laughs> I... Hurry up! <laughs> <laughs> um... <laughs> I, you know, I I grew up with American Pie, (laughs) and, like, I I had never seen the full thing. I had seen, like, definitely the first, like, 20 minutes or so, and it it was one of those movies growing up where I was, I I just figured it was the, like, most raunchy, like, disgusting thing that had ever existed, and, you know, watching it for, in, in prep for this, I was like, oh, no, this is just a... A very it's 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 kind of sweet and kind of you know nice in in some ways um and i was really surprised at how much i actually really liked the movie and you know uh 
you know, like you said, Thomas, like those the, the characters are are handled really well, and and I think the. The, the human side of things is more interesting to me than any of the comedy stuff, and and some of it has aged quite quite poorly. Yeah, I I will say I do, I, I really do like Chris Klein in the movie. I think he's he's the best of the four. He's he's so funny and he's he's just he's so cute. I love him. He's great. Um, but as far as teen sex comedies in general go, I. I will say I, I do love Superbad, but I haven't seen it in quite a while. I, I've been meaning to rewatch it, but I, I just haven't had the time. Um, but one that recently I, I, I thought of uh, was Blockers, which I oh, absolutely loved. I and like I think is a, movie, yeah. yeah, is a great movie and has a great cast as well and some really, really funny bits. Um, and Blockers might be like up there for me in terms of the that the, the teen sex comedy genre because i i don't know why but i i think about that movie all the time and i think it's absolutely hilarious and i don't know john cena should have won a best supporting actor uh oscar for for that movie i think 100 percent, i agree um well uh, it, it would have been a retroactive oscar for him announcing the death of osama bin laden <laughs> at <the end> of <laughs> that pay-per-view <laughs> Uh, Shivan, you were saying? Uh, it feels like we're moving on from this, are we? No, listen, I, I, I want to dig a little deeper into this movie. I, I just yeah. want to say this movie's most uh, lasting cultural legacy is, of course... MILF. Yes, John Cho inventing the word Yes, milf. I wanted <laughs> yeah. to bring that up. That was in my notes. Yeah, I, I was surprised, uh, shocked even, by some of the people who were in this, who, that I forgot were in this like John Cho, like Casey Affleck. I had a similar reaction. Casey seeing, Affleck. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I had a similar reaction seeing Casey Affleck in this than, you know, similar to, I had a similar feeling watching him appear in this, uh, as when he appeared in Oppenheimer, all of a sudden they go, Oh shit, it's Casey Affleck. It, ah. it, it felt like, it felt like a cameo, but like how big was he then? Like he'd done deep, uh, good Will hunting, I guess. But as a very small side character, this is 2001, right? In in Wiki- on Wikipedia on the American Pie page, he is listed under cameos for American Pie. So uh, at this point, he yeah, he was already in Chasing Amy. Uh, uh, he was in Goodwill Hunting, like you said, Siobhan. Uh And the same year this came out, he was in 200 Cigarettes. So he, he he's but this he felt like a cameo, cameo I, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would 100 percent believe that they wanted Ben. And then Ben mm. was like, ah, I'm going through a tunnel. I can't come. Why'd you get Casey? Talk and then they brother, got Casey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. Do you guys remember finding that book when you were in high school, though? The. the like, we uh, all had that yeah, book, right? That, that, yes. The book that every high school has. That's just <laughs> yeah. designated. Everyone is the, the keeper of the book to some degree. Well, I guess yeah. we should go into the plot synopsis of this, right? We should have said that at the top. So it's these three dudes in high school who are trying to get laid by the end, by what, the end of the school year. Um, that's the premise like a lot of other teen sex comedies. And one of these dudes just so happens to, you know, be told, Hey, there's a book in the library hidden underneath the shelves where it says, uh, you know, it's like how to give a woman an orgasm. That's, that's a plot line in this, in this movie, a dumb plot line. In this movie. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> a lot of this, a lot of this does not work for me. I like it. I think again, I say culturally, I think, yes, it, it made an impact. Yes. I do like most of these characters, I think. Most of these actors, actresses. 
I love seeing, uh, uh, you know, along Natasha Leone, uh, Mina Sabari, mm-hmm. uh, Eugene Levy, um, uh, Allison Hannigan. I I'm also in agreement with Thomas. I'm I'm pretty sure I hate Jason Biggs's face. Don't like the guy. Yeah, good. Uh, <laughs> Fuck that guy. I'm I'm split on Chris Klein. Uh, You're split I, I, on Chris Klein, Marcella. Don't break my Chris heart. Klein. I'm sorry. Oh, my, have you seen American favorite, Dreams? Uh, Dreams no. with a Z. No. Have you seen Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li? Okay, I have seen that. I have seen that Street Fighter movie. So. <laughs> he is amazing in Street Fighter: The Legend of Chun Li. Honestly, that's the only reason to watch that movie. Uh, I but, think okay. he should have had a better career than he had. Yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah. I do. I, I think he is such a likable guy. But my favorite is Sean William Scott. I I kind of wish he had been the lead in this movie. Uh, I don't know. He, it's I always find him interesting as an actor, even when he's playing an asshole. He's hilarious to me. Uh, Sorry, the, who? The, Which one? Sean William Scott. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. No, yes, absolutely. You're right. Seemed like you were scoffing at my choice, Siobhan, which is impossible. No, sorry, I, I did not intend to. It did sound like that, though. Yeah, it did sound like that. <laughs> oh, Chris, Chris Klein from fucking Election. Have you seen Election, dude? I have seen Election. Come I on. have no memory of him in Election. I'm sorry. You Listen. have no memory of him in Election? He's like the no. second Marcella, I'm, Marcella, I'm with yeah. you. I don't remember him in Election oh, either. Oh, Brian. God. Oh, we're split. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're very oh, much dear split. God. <laughs> Let's switch co-hosts. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Um, okay, listen, uh, I'm, I'm split on Chris Klein. I'll say again, but I, I, I'm open to, 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 to see him in, I'm open to seeing him in other things and, you know, proving me wrong and, and pu- pushing him more towards the positive. I don't hate the guy like Jason Biggs. I hate that guy. Fucking hate Jason Biggs so much. Uh, Chris Klein though, listen, I can be convinced, but this movie does not do it for me right in the middle with him. But yeah, I mean, and what frustrates me about this is also it just ends without like they they seemingly tie up the loose ends, but it's just so flat. It ends with Jason Big dan- Jason Biggs dancing in front of a webcam, uh, and uh, where Shannon Elizabeth's character is watching, and her character's treated like shit, uh, which. Oh, are you saying that whole <laughs> sequence in which they f- have a webcam on to film a woman that while she's alone in private isn't a great thing that holds up very well? No. I'm very shocked by that. <laughs> Truly terrible. I-, I know the movie tries to, you know, play it both ways and go, hey, uh, Jason Biggs' character also, you know, is is seen on camera uh, and he's, he's, he's mocked and ridiculed after that. But she, her character apparently forgives him at the very end. For 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 playing yeah, the webcam, what's that? She loves it. She loves it. <laughs> okay, this is just the thing anyway. they do regularly now, apparently. <laughs> yeah, and then just Jason Biggs dancing and his dad dancing behind him. Have, it's all uh, have I already seen not another teen movie? Yes. Okay, yeah, that's a, a better movie than this. It is, and it, it's Absolutely. like a yeah, it's a better movie than this, and it kind of like ri- uh, not rips on, but like it, it takes like the genre conventions and like, I think does them in about in as earnest a way as you can do while also kind of making fun of them. And also a very fun appearance by Shane Elizabeth in that, right? I She's believe so. One. Yes. If I'm remembering yeah. correctly, but uh, yeah, they do the whole foreign exchange student bit like from this and, uh, and uh, it's funny in that movie. 
Mm, interesting. A funny or version she, of this movie. Well, she's, mm. <laughs> she's where uh, the bit is that she's always naked all the time. Even at school. <laughs> uh, that that so is funny. funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. We should have seen that instead, instead of this. Yeah. You know, I, what? you know Honestly, yes. I, 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 I'm coming out as negative on this, I just realized, but I gave it like three out of five on Letterboxd. I still think it's a good movie, but some of it just irks me. Just the wrong way. And again, I'd rather see other teen sex comedies. Uh, well, yeah. well, and I'll at least also give it this much because, like, I think like American Pie and There's Something About Mary coming out around the same time was a big like create a huge influx of like raunchy comedies at like the turn mm-hmm. of the new millennium. And I remember seeing so many of those, especially as like fucking Comedy Central in the middle of a Saturday afternoon rerun type things, like Tomcats, a movie no one oh. remembers, yeah, uh, like shit like that. Right, that are just like trying to ape on like that formula, but I think the differences with like Mary and American Pie, which are both movies that have like problematic elements to them now, I've seen them both fairly recently in the last like year or so, and they do at least have a better handle on like their characters, no matter how silly they kind of are. They at least kind of like respect the sort of internal logic of those characters. Like that's what I love about Jim's dad and why I think Levy works and why he was in all of these movies, including most of the direct-to-video sequels. That's right. Because Eugene Levy wanted to get that money. But I think he, like, the internal logic where he's just like, oh, I just realized my kid isn't, like, interested in sex. Now I'm having the talk, like, this late in the game in, like, senior year of high school. Like, that that's my favorite scene of the movie, I think, is when he's just, like, handing him the magazines. It's just like, now this is a more exotic one. <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, we're, like, it's a joke that's actually based in the characters instead of just, like, somebody drank cum. I'm sorry, Siobhan, I know it's your favorite cast, <laughs> but I... I <laughs> Five stars. He does. Um, they, play it out so, they play it out for so long. Is he going to drink it? Is she going to drink it? And, oh my God, it's great. Well, it. I mean, that's true suspense filmmaking. That's right. That's a good point. You know, it's right up there with like any Spielberg suspense. And then, he, and then he somehow realizes exactly what it is as soon as he drinks it somehow. That's a good point. Like, yes. he knows the taste. He, he's tasted it before. Yeah, yeah he's... he's He's a. <laughs> Go ahead. I wish I, could think, I wish I could think of the word. I can't. All right. <laughs> but he eats his own cum. For sure. Okay. <laughs> is is it is it snowball? Is that is that the is that the well, term? No, that that's that's from Chasing Amy. That, or no, is that no Clerks? That's from Clerks, where you uh, describe it when you get a, you get a blowjob, right? And then you come in the person's mouth, and then they spit it back into your mouth. That's what that is. He might do that. Yeah. You know, if he's not that flexible. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he might yeah. Do that. You're right. He could, he could be a, uh, one of those people. <laughs> one of those. Let's not shame him. <laughs> <One of> them. <laughs> no, I'm not. Now, if anyone out there loves Snowball, we're not kink shaming. <laughs> exactly. That's, hey, we're, we're pro union and we're pro Snowball. Pro Snowball. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, I, 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 I do want to talk about bottoms. Uh, I I know it's been I know it played at South by and and, and it uh, had some advanced screenings. Uh, Siobhan, I'm gonna guess you haven't seen it yet. Uh, just just a wild <laughs> stab, just a wild guess. <laughs> uh, Brian, I don't think you've seen it yet. Bottoms, I have not. No. unfortunately. Thomas, maybe have you seen it? No, because it really hasn't expanded wide yet. Okay. I'm planning on seeing that while I'm in Atlanta soon okay. uh, with uh, my hosts for my vacation but not yet yeah i i'm excited to see it uh, it's from the same director as shiva baby 
uh, also starring Rachel Sonnet. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm truly excited to see Bottoms. It, it does look like a laugh riot. Uh, I, I'm hoping for a good raunchy teen sex comedy. I mean, if nothing else, just to keep the moment, like, to keep it basking in, like, Ewa Derbe's moment. Yes. Like, this whole summer has been just, like, her doing so much different shit and having a big, like, I, I'll just shout theater camp. She's amazing. Yes, I loved her in theater uh, camp. comedy. Yeah, she's so good. Yeah. Uh, the Bear. Uh, she's amazing on The Bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Siobhan, I think you, you said earlier in another episode or a commentary, uh, you saw all of season two, right? You finished that. I have one episode left. Oh, that's right. You have one episode. Okay. Are you talking about IOE to Beery? Yes, yes, yes. We're talking about uh, She is a regular on my favorite podcast, uh, Hollywood Handbook, and she is just a delight. Oh, oh, okay. She's okay. a very funny person. <laughs> uh, Brian, any thoughts on Bottoms or The Bear or IOE to Beery? <laughs> Um, I love, I love her. I think she's absolutely incredible. Um, I have seen season one of the bear, but I have not seen season two yet. Brian, um, I, I may be the first to tell you this. Hopefully I am. I think you should watch the bear season two. <laughs> I think you might like it. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think, I think, I think it'll be pretty good. Um, yeah, but I am really excited for bottoms. Um, <clears throat> Shiva baby was one of my favorite movies of, Whenever, whatever, 2021, I believe that movie came out, 2020. I just saw that. Something like that. I loved it a lot. Yeah, I loved it so much. It was one of, yeah, one of my favorites of that year. And uh, I love Rachel Sennott. I think she's just so funny and just so, so great. Um, I'm really excited excited to see it. But yeah, hasn't expanded yet, unfortunately. Yeah. So there we go. That is the teen sex raunchy comedy segment done. Science seal delivered. That's it. Now, oh, I'm I, I'm I'm remiss to say that I have not been able to find a, a term exactly for people who <laughs> like eat their own semen. Uh, the <laughs> okay, you've been searching all this time. <laughs> the the closest closest I've found is Gokun, which okay. uh, doesn't necessarily mean okay. eating your own. But what does it mean? Well, oh, I, uh, this is Wikipedia, so it's this is educational. Verified. Uh, yeah. Gokun is a Japanese term for sexual activity in which a person, usually a woman, consumes the semen of one or more men, often from some kind of container. Gokun can also refer to the sexual act of swallowing semen after performing fellatio or participating in a bukkake. The word Gokun is onomatopoeic. Pedic. And it translates roughly as the English word gulp, the sound made by swallow. <laughs> <laughs> this really changes Dragon Ball Z for me yeah. on so many levels. <laughs> gulp is the sound I just made uh, as I'm considering uh, cutting this part out of the episode. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> we'll see. We'll this is see the most interesting in thing so far, Marcel. This has to stay in. Okay. No, I mean, good point. I mean, the censor's going to be on your ass. The FCC just monitors this podcast so thoroughly. <laughs> uh, okay, so raunchy teen sex, done in the books. Racing movies, Days of Thunder. Yes, we, Days uh, of Thunder I, racing. Okay. Now we're talking about a good movie. All right, here with Days of Thunder. Uh, in honor... That's right. In honor of Gran Turismo, colon, based on true story, um, at least one person has seen that movie. Maybe two. 
maybe not maybe not three or four, but maybe two at least. Have set, uh, two of us have seen Gran Turismo. We'll talk about that in a bit, but Days based of Thunder. Based on true story, please. Based on true story, sorry. Based on true story. Gran Turismo based on true story. Based, based on true story. Based on true story. Days of Thunder, Brian. You first. You, you said earlier you were going through the Tony Scott films. Yes. Now, I'm going to put it bluntly because the people want to know. Where would you put Days of Thunder amongst Tony Scott's amazing filmography? Oof, the hard questions, Marcelo. Yeah, Siobhan and I are fans. Keep that in mind. I, I, I love, I love the yeah, band. Know who you're talking to here. Yeah, exactly. So, so tread lightly is what I'm saying, Brian. Oh, oh, no, believe me, I, I am a huge fan of him. I've, I've become a huge fan of him over these uh, weeks, months. I've been uh, watching all his movies. Um, I will say on my on my list, uh, my ranked list, it, Days of Thunder is number eight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, it's it's just a metric. It's a all of the movies that he's made that I think are really great in some way. I think that you know he is just such a great director, and Days of Thunder really like it shows that like so so well because. Just that opening. I someone posted the the opening like montage on Twitter the other day, and it I I just had to watch it just just to feel something. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I, I really really love Days of Thunder. I've been thinking about it a lot recently. Uh, maybe it's because of Gran Turismo, based on a true story <laughs> from from Gamer to Racer. Um, but <laughs> but um, yeah, it rules. I mean, it's you know. Th- Carrie Elwes and Michael Rooker are kind of my MVPs in this movie. I adore them, and they absolutely rule. Uh, you know, I should I should say this: uh, the synopsis of Days of Thunder. Um, a young racer, Cole Trickle, uh, races cars. The end. Um, that's all I need to know. It's it's Top Gun, <laughs> but with cars. Okay, some would say Top Gun, but better. Um, I yeah. would say that. Siobhan, yeah, did you so say that? <laughs> I do not like Top Gun. Um, famously. Famously. Uh, of every Tony Scott movie I've seen, which is not all of them, uh, I he, he's kind of like David Lynch for me, where like I love him so much, I leave some of his movies out there as carrots on the stick to keep uh, uh, living. <laughs> and uh, I think... Uh, yeah, Top Gun's the only movie of his that I like straight up dislike. I don't like it at all. And then, yes, Days of Thunder kind of follows all the same beats, like cocky young guy, Tom Cruise. Uh, he's got a rival, um, a rival uh, car driver guy, gets humbled at some point and has to kind of rebuild himself. I liked this a lot more. Is it my favorite Tony Scott movie? Absolutely not, but like, is it great? Yes. Like, I think it's super, super good. And like, one of my issues with Top Gun is like, I don't know if it's just like how he was filming at the time. Cause it was like, that, that was the second movie, right? After the hunger. Yes. Uh, hunger yeah. 1983 Top Gun 86. Yeah. Something about Top Gun doesn't like, it doesn't really sell the speed or the gravitas or whatever you want to say of these jets flying. And this doesn't have that problem with the cars. Like the the action with the cars feels really kinetic and uh, more akin to what I expect out of Tony Scott action stuff. If that 
uh, makes sense to people. It does. Uh, you know, I, I want to go back to Brian. Brian, real quick, your favorite Tony Scott movie to put you on the spot. Oh, man. Um, I will say, I have not watched all of them. Uh, I'm only missing one, which is um, his last movie, The Unstoppable, oh, right? So that's good. his. Yeah. Yeah. So, so pending, uh, pending that one, my favorite so far has been Crimson Tide, oh. um, which I absolutely loved. Um, I love a submarine movie, and man, it it just absolutely rules. He he directs the absolute hell out of it. Uh, Denzel and Gene Hackman have just that just great like back and forth, and like you know, a great thing about Tony Scott Tony Scott's movies I love is just seeing who pops up every now and then, like you know, Gandolfini's in Crimson Tide, and yeah, but uh, that is probably my favorite. What about you guys? Uh, you're going to Siobhan. Siobhan, your favorite Tony Scott movies Back are the ones me. you've seen? Okay, so I, I, I typically say Man on Fire and like my letterbox list is going to stay that at number one. But I want to say uh, I watched the ending of Deja Vu again really recently because somebody posted the clip on Twitter. And I started to tear up at it all over again, even though I have not seen the movie for like probably five years at this point. And like... I I I I'm I'm just gonna say deja vu because I, I there's so much I love about that movie. Mm, good pick, good pick. Uh, Thomas, uh, Tony Scott, Days of Thunder. Get into it. Um, well, I'll just repeat what Siobhan said because it's also Man on Fire for me. I think that movie rules. Um, but I also haven't seen all of the Scots. Mostly, weirdly, like the more recent ones I haven't seen. Aside from like taking a palm one two three, it's a lot of like the like deja vu I haven't seen and stuff like that. But um, uh, but yeah, I think Tony Scott's great. I think especially for just the way that whenever at least he wants to, he doesn't always do this, but he has that talent for like every scene feels like it's at magic hour, and it's like so amazing that like a guy can capture that, especially on film usually as he did uh, in his earlier career in particular. Um, and then Days of Thunder, I think is a solid movie. I agree that I like it more than Top Gun. I don't hate Top Gun, but it definitely feels like sort of the movie that when people were criticizing Tony Scott about, like just it's all style, no real substance in there. I would say that's more the case with Top Gun. I think the, the big thing of nothing else where I would say I prefer Days of Thunder is just the fact that I kind of love this even with, obviously, you know, in real life, this relationship didn't go great, but this is the movie where Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise met each other, and I kind of love watching two people fall in love. Yeah. Like, yeah. while they're you're watching a movie. That is you a feel that, bonus. And also, right, not to mention just the weird trilogy of movies that they're in, where it's like, you, you've got Days of Thunder, which is much more like kind of the lustful, like, them realizing they're in love with each other, then Far and Away is about trying to, like, find a home and, like, these because the two of them are, like, immigrants from Ireland who are going over and trying to, like, stake land. So it's about, like, basically a, f- a family trying to, like, start up with these, like, two people. And then Eyes Wide Shut is, like, the marriage is falling apart. <laughs> it's all gone. <laughs> it's all fucking dead. It's so fascinating. Um, but then everyone else, like, I, you know, uh, Brian mentioned about Carrie Elwes is so amazing always, like, in these movies, like, in the American movies where, like, they make him a bad guy. Love it. Like, this and Twister. Just like, oh, what a slimy piece of shit. Love him being a slimy piece of shit. But then uh, Duvall's great. Uh, John C. Riley very early in his career is very fun as part of the pit mm-hmm. crew. Um, it's it's And I agree as well that, like, the, the racing scenes are phenomenal, especially as someone who 
living in Florida, I get invited many times to NASCAR events, and I never want to do it. It just seems so uninteresting to me as a concept. But watching the way Tony Scott films it, it's just like, fuck yeah. Like, he should have filmed every NASCAR event <laughs> that would have made me somewhat <laughs> interested in fucking going. Uh, well, I so, love to say yours. No, yeah, hold on. I'm getting to it. Oh, yeah, God yeah, damn sorry. it, Siobhan. <laughs> uh, I love Days of Thunder. It's up there for me. I, I don't know where I'd put it. It's, it's more on the high end. Uh, on the list of my favorite Tony Scott movies. Oh, wow. And, and my favorite of the bunch, Man on Fire. No surprise at this point. It's. Yeah. Yeah, Thomas said it, and I think Siobhan also said it. Uh, Brian, yeah. I, th- yeah, I think you're the. Uh, I'm the outlier. Yeah, you're outlier. <laughs> Brian's an original. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you hate Man on Fire. <laughs> I, I, no, Man on Fire is like. It is a, a solid number three behind uh, Deja Vu and Crimson Tide. I love Man on Fire, but it, it is sort of like... Oh, you also put Deja the, Vu in number two. Yeah, I loved... Cool. I, I absolutely loved it. It also made me, like, impacted me on such a personal level. Um, and, yeah, that, that movie's great. But I would try. It's one of the best yeah, final it, lines ever. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, I, I just... I love their... The, the Denzel collaborations are just incredible. But sorry, Marcelo, go ahead. No, I, I I was gonna say I I'm in complete agreement. Uh, I mean, speaking of Denzel, I mean next week, Siobhan, we have to pick a Denzel movie to watch, uh, or an Anton Fuqua movie to watch for the Equalizer oh, Three. Oh, that's gonna be exciting, actually. Uh, but uh, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm already pushing for Man on Fire. We should we should just see Man on Fire next week because that's if nothing else, for the Dakota Fanning. Called, yeah. like re- reunion perfect with the two of them yeah oh, thank you oh um, yeah that's true is she st- is she still in that series she was in the first yeah. one was she, wait is she in the first equalizer i don't know i yes. don't think she is no that was the whole thing about this was that they were teaming up for the first time since man on fire oh, yeah in the, the, in the first one it's a uh, it's a uh, chloe grace moretz right is it uh, oh. I'm, I'm, re- I'm remembering it as dakota fanning but i'm i'm probably a uh, fucking well, insane like- Looks like we need to watch the Equalizer one for the podcast next week because somebody yeah, forgot. <laughs> yeah, I'll watch the first two. Uh, I have never heard a word about Tony Scott's Spy Game. Is that any good? I've, I've I haven't seen it yet. I, it's on my list. That's one of the few I haven't seen of his. Uh, but I hear people it's, love it. It's like the one I've never o- heard anybody talk about. It's okay. It, it's like a you know. It's like it's one of those spy movies that's like it's like eighty percent people talking. Uh-huh. It, it, it's it's. And it's kind of interesting, and you know, Redford and Pitt are great. Yeah, it's okay. It, it's it's very well directed. I will say that. But you know, and, uh, but, uh, eh. just because Marcelo and I have this podcast about the film Southland Tales, directed by have a nice Kelly, have a nice apocalypse, directed by Richard Kelly. Richard Kelly wrote a Tony Scott film called Domino. Yes. So we need mm-hmm. your you two. Uh, to give us your thoughts on Domino, just for spill the record, for that show. Spill the beans. Thomas, you first. Um, I like Domino. Mm, watch yourself. I don't love Domino. And like like the, the, first, <laughs> the first time I saw it actually was in prep for being on Have a Nice Apocalypse, because I watched oh, all the Kelly it? movies. So. Did we talk about it on yeah, the show? Yeah, honestly. That, uh, no, we didn't uh, oh. at all. Um, but, uh, <laughs> oh, shit. We're, uh, we're terrible hosts, Siobhan. We did a bad job. No, what are you talking about? I'm, I'm sorry, Tom. You're great. Whatever. Uh, but, Thomas, but anyway. come back on the show. Brian, what about you, Domino? Um, I really loved Domino, actually. I... I it was very. I didn't really know 
anything about it going into it. Like I, I knew it had Kira Knightley and she was like a bounty hunter, but I didn't know it was set in like modern day. And it, it's such a bizarre movie. I, I don't even know how to articulate my thoughts on it other than I just, I don't know. I, I loved it. I, I think it's a really, the style of it is so interesting. Just the, the visual, that sort of like, kind of MTV style I've seen people call it uh, of, you know, that Tony Scott has in the two thousands. Um, I love Keira Knightley in it. I think she's great. I think Delroy Lindo is really great in it, who I absolutely love. Yes. It's very weird to me that Richard Kelly wrote this movie who I, I love Richard Kelly, but I, I, I was just well, not like to hear that. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah I, I do love it but it is just such a bizarre movie but also it, it it's a movie that reminded me how happy i get whenever tom waits just shows up in a movie randomly yeah um yeah he rolls i do also just want to shout out my favorite thing i i remember about domino it's just the way christopher walken says night of the living dead or he just says night of the living <laughs> dead that's like it's one of the top walking weird like <laughs> emphasis on different words kind of thing. All right, great. It's great to hear that you love the movie now, Thomas. Thanks. Um, <laughs> okay, by the way, uh, yes, The Equalizer stars Denzel Washington, Chloe Grace Moretz, and somebody who I forgot was in it, David Harbour. He's in The Equalizer. Oh, right. Speaking oh. of David Harbour. Oh, brilliant transition. Actually, no, I, 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 I do want to talk about Days of Thunder a little bit more. I uh, I love it so much. I I, I want to tell the story. Uh, I I did a Tom Cruise marathon here in Austin. Uh, the the Alamo Draft House put it on. Uh, five mystery movies, uh, starring Tom Cruise. The day ended with Days of Thunder on seventy millimeter. That remains for me the loudest movie I've seen in a theater. It was so fucking loud, and just playing it here. On my 4K player, the 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 uh, the 4K disc that came out a few years ago, playing it here, yeah, still goddamn loud, and I love it. Uh, it's it's such a brilliant racing movie. It's 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 a compelling story. Sure, it's a little corny, a little cheesy, but it, at the end, it becomes so like mythical, and like you you buy it because everybody's on fire. <laughs> I think Tom Cruise gives a fantastic performance for a character called, what's his name? Cole trickle. <laughs> so, um, and then, yeah, Nicole Kidman. I love her in this. Uh, and uh, it's, it's uh, it's a shame what happened there. Uh, but, Oh, what happened? <laughs> well, I, I wasn't aware. Well, let's, let's not get into it. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, 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 it's such an amazing movie. And it makes me think, God, Gran Turismo, based on true story, really is that bad. It is a bad movie. <laughs> Let's no, get into it. No, no. Uh, yeah, so I here we go. Gran Turismo. Uh, I had based on such true high story. hopes. Uh, I, I waited until now, this very moment. He went from gamer to racer, Marcelo. I, I waited until this very moment to reveal my thoughts to Siobhan. <laughs> I, 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 I said, hey, Siobhan, I'm going to reveal my thoughts on this movie. Next episode. Now here we are. I saw it last week because uh, Sony, I guess, as 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 a play to try to get the public interested in Gran Turismo, had been playing uh, Gran Turismo like these special sneak preview screenings. Uh, 
for the last like three weeks. It's like you yeah. if to be, yeah. To be fair, I also think it's just a weird thing where like that this movie was supposed to come out like what the ninth, like it's supposed to come out like the second week of August, and then they fucking pushed it back to like the twenty fifth, very late in the game, and so it just feels more like these guys were like given the DCP, and it's like wait, you can't put it out in regular showings. But you can do advanced screenings, yeah. which I have a story about this. Well, the weird, like, how unprepared people were well, I th- I, for this shit. The way it read to me was, like, they can't they can't have actors promoting it. They can't have David Harbour going out there and saying, like, this is my second favorite role next to Santa. <laughs> oh, but that <laughs> movie's great, by the way. I, I love that movie. Like, uh, so they can't have that. So they're, like, just trying to get this word of mouth campaign going for a movie that Marcella says sucks. So, so probably not going to work. <laughs> yeah, I, I've, been, I, I've been telling people it sucks. <laughs> I um, Okay, so, Siobhan, did you go out to see Gran Turismo? Uh... <laughs> yes, that, yes, I did, of course. Oh! <laughs> now, uh, uh, Brian, did you go out to see Gran Turismo? Based on a true story. I have not. I uh, Based on a true story from Gamer to Racer. Um... <laughs> I was gonna go to one of the like advanced screenings that they had because they were doing one like every day. Yeah. Um, Again, it's and then ridiculous. I, I, I went because I was bored on a Saturday, and I'm like, "What's playing? Gran Turismo." And then one day I go, "Nah." And then tomorrow, the next day, they're like, "Oh, here's another one." I go, "Okay, sure." They got me. <laughs> um. Yeah, I haven't seen it, but um, uh, I I have played much of the the Gran Turismo video game in the past few months because I like, I like racing games, but, um, right. And you also want to become a part of, you know, go from uh, gamer to racer. I, I I would love to become, yes, (laughs) but, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of interested in this. It's, it's Neil Blomkamp, but, uh, I'm playing call of duty. I am. I'm hoping I get recruited by the military. Thomas, did you go out to see Grand Turismo based on true story from racer to, to gamer to racer? <laughs> I, you know, Marcelo, I, I looked at my uh, my AMC app and I said, "What's playing? What's what's out here?" And I saw a sneak preview screening of Grand Turismo based on true story from gamer to racer, and I just had to go, you know, and prep for this. I decided to go. I wanted to talk about the amazing experience I had seeing this movie. Ah, uh, so, yes, here we go. Yes, um, I booked the ticket for this, um, like, I don't know, a week ago when you we confirmed we were going to be doing this, and uh, my ticket got canceled, and then I was like, huh, okay, and then I looked up the AMC app again, and saw it was playing just at a different theater, like, it was in Theater 9 originally, and then, it, like, they opened up to, oh, it's the bigger theater, 24, okay, I'm going to go over there to my local theater to watch this, and um, I get there around, like, 6.45 for the 7 o'clock screening, have my popcorn and my, my drink in hand. And uh, then I saw, oh, Barbie's still playing in number 24. Okay, so I'll, I'll just wait out here by the bar. Um, and there was also a couple, like, a, a dad and some kids who were also waiting to see Gran Turismo. And then 7 o'clock arrived. And 7.05 arrived. And then, like, by 7.15, the theater was actually emptying out. But I'm like, this is weirdly delayed. And then I saw, like, one of the managers was talking to the family over there. And they were like, oh, oh, wait, I, this is odd. And I, 
I went over, and they were like, oh, I'm so sorry. It's playing in Theater 9, <laughs> not in Theater 24. <laughs> so we basically, I missed like the first 10 minutes or so of Gran Turismo as I had to shuffle over to the kiosk and use, they gave me a pass so I could uh, get that for free or whatever. Um, and then, yeah, so I, I apologize if I missed the amazing opening to Gran Turismo. Um, and there's some crucial plot information. That would be so vital to the ending of the uh, film. I can't believe you missed, you know, the, that beginning of Gran Turismo based on true story from Game of Eraser, a Sony Pictures <laughs> production. Um, <laughs> now, it's it's based on a true story. Yes. <laughs> What? Uh, yeah. This is the first I'm hearing of this, actually. They're not advertising it very well. Hold on. Uh, it's, it's, it's based on the life of, uh, I'm looking up his name, uh, Jan Mardenborough, a teenager retail employee that goes from Gamer to Racer, uh, where he, he plays the game Gran Turismo, and the, the character of Orlando Bloom has this brilliant idea of going, hey... Let's get these gamers into real life cars and have them race uh, Nissan uh, cars, uh, for, you know, uh, yeah, as as a big uh, you know you know PR stunt. It's it's basically just yeah, it's Sony PlayStation trying to just you know get the word you know Gran Turismo out there for everybody to hear. This is all just a big promotional stunt that they turn into another big promotional stunt. It's a Sony product. It's a two hour Sony commercial. That's what this is. I don't like it. <laughs> I'm going to say this again. <laughs> it's because it's, it's just so tiresome. Watching Days of Thunder, I thought to myself, oh, this is the movie Gran, Tur- Gran Turismo is trying to be. Sorry, Gran Turismo based on True Story from Game of Racer, a Sony Pictures production. But it's just, but it just it just drops the ball. It to me, Gran Turismo long title is just soulless. As like Days of Thunder just has all that soul. Like it's it's it that movie is beautiful compared to this flaccid two hour just nonsense that is trying to sell Gran Turismo you know downloads. Anyway, Thomas, what do you think? <laughs> While I do agree with you that it is like a real piece of like ghoulish Sony propaganda, I think it's pretty well made Sony propaganda myself. I think that's the thing is like. There's so, all my problems with this are on a script level. I do agree with you that it's presenting a lot of cliches. Uh, it's not necessarily. It's too long. I, it does not need to be like two hours, fifteen minutes long at all. Oh, oh my um, gosh! And yeah, it's, it's it's rather long. And also, I guess we won't. I'll, I'm not going to spoil it because it's not officially oh, released don't. yet. But no, no, of course not. <laughs> uh, but there's a particular plot point that is based on true events that are very skewed. That like. I was confused by it in the theater, and then I read up about it, and I'm like, oh, wow, this is kind of... That's the ghoulish part of it. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. It's kind of... It's extremely upsetting when you find out, like, what exactly the context of it is and how it's implemented in the movie. I'm not a fan of, necessarily. Uh, but at the same time, I think Blomkamp shoots it pretty well. I like especially how he kind of gets into the middle of uh, the racing elements with, like, he uses some GoPro-style cameras. And I think they do a really great job of, like, immersing you right in the middle of what's going on. Um, and also just, like, his visual touches that kind of, like, show the... Especially when, like, there's a big scene where, like, uh, David Harbour is, like, talking to the new recruits or whatever. And there's a lot of just, like odd shots that kind of keep you immersed like there's a shot that's like having the camera right next to a still car's tire as he's giving this speech it feels like weirdly visually dynamic despite how kind of lame the scene is 
Um, and also, I think the actors are all pretty solid, particularly Harbour and weirdly Orlando Bloom, where, like, that kind of um, conflict that they have is, like, it's cliche on the page, but I think they have a lot of, like, interesting energy into it, especially I think Harbour's, like, the standout of this movie. Yeah. I think it's phenomenal. But Bloom, especially works as just, like, a weird marketing-focused, money-grubbing piece of shit, I think is a good new avenue for him to, like, play, because he can't quite be the heartthrob anymore. So just be like the soulless corporate piece of shit. <laughs> like basically be like an OCP guy in a RoboCop movie. I think he has like that kind of energy that really works for I, him in this. I found it really interesting when I read this um, about the movie and I wanted to ask you about it. That yeah. How does how does Chappie work as one of the other racers? Like is he good <laughs> in the movie? <laughs> well, I mean, as we know, Chappie knows the power of PS4, uh, of PlayStation products, because he used right. a big tower of PS4s to transport yeah. a living soul into a robot bot. <laughs> That's true. And, and, um, and, and that was a spoiler yeah. Thompson didn't want to get into. Like, Chappie uh, does... Right, because that is based on true events. Chappie right, does and well, It's, it's kind of like... It was, it's, it was one of those things, like, kind of like The Rock showing up at the end of Fast X. Like, they put it out ahead of time for some weird reason. <laughs> yeah. But it is technically a spoiler. <laughs> so, sorry, surprise, Chappie right. does show up. Um, listen, just, I, I want to piggyback on that, you know, real life thing that they shove into this movie. And I say shove yeah. the, the thing Thomas is dancing around. I'm not going to say it either. Um, but it's on Wikipedia. You can read it. it. I mean, for this movie, there's already a controversy section on Wikipedia. So oh my God, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, but just the, that, the, yeah, it, it, it does bother me, but the fact that the movie is just so bland to me bothers me more. Than a person's death, <laughs> no, but <laughs> uh, I, it is ir- irreprehensible just how they treat that real life thing, the terrible thing that happens, that happened in real life, the way that they just use it as a plot point. That's for sure bothers me. And on top of that, yeah. it's a bland movie. But yes, um, it's no Days of Thunder. I mean, for as much praise as uh, I want to give, like David Harbor for being an interesting character in this. He's basically just playing the Robert Duvall character in Days of Thunder, and Robert Duvall is much better. And that's a it's it's a it's a it's a more layered performance and character in Days of Thunder. And Orlando Bloom is playing a Randy Quaid type character from Days of Thunder, and I'd rather see Randy Quaid play that role. So th- these are all analogs for characters I've seen before in better movies. Yeah, yeah, but at the same time, like, look, I'm not expecting every movie to be a Tony Scott like big actioner that, like, really supersedes the genre or whatever. Um, and I think this one doesn't quite do that. I don't think it's even trying to be specifically, like, a Days of Thunder, because it feels a bit more, like, subdued, and it feels a bit more... Like, it's trying to, obviously, have this whole gamer-to-racer aesthetic based on the title, obviously. They, they really give you what they promised. Uh, it's based on a true story. It's Gran Turismo and gamer-to-racer. But um, I, I think they do an interesting job of at least kind of, like, having that dichotomy presented in... Like I said, I don't think it's, like breaking new ground or anything, but I think it's decently, like, watchable for what it is. The way I, like, this movie would totally be, like, a Sunday TNT movie, where, like, I'm not paying attention to the whole time, but there's enough fun stuff to where I'd be like, I don't know, it's fun for, like, a lazy Sunday kind of movie for me. I don't love it, but, you know, I'm not as (laughs) just devastating body body blues (laughs) as, like, a Marcel necessarily. Uh, I you know the the movie I think of when I think of that your description of that like a you know Sunday TNT movie uh, is Need for Speed uh, that uh, <laughs> adaptation starring yeah, I Aaron seen Paul that one. That's, yeah that's, that's, I, that's no good no and it, come on I liked it 
Wait, really? Why didn't did. we watch I, that then? I, yeah, I would have watched I knew that. I should have. <laughs> no, 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 no. This, this I, I, I could have I given it a second chance. I don't know. I thought it was uh, bad at the time. Days of Thunder is great. We, I mean, of course we should have seen that. But Need for Speed, I think it's more interesting. It's a different – it's telling a different story, obviously. But in terms of like video game adaptations, you know, uh, racing, you know, movies, it's more entertaining in my book. Need for Speed is. But whatever. It, do you think either of your guys's viewing experience was that impacted by um, the racing helmets you had to wear while you watched it? Mm. Yeah, and I mean, I came in late, so I didn't get a racing helmet, mm-hmm. so I think it worked out. Oh, really well. yeah. I, yeah, well, that's a shame. You get to see those kids with theirs. That that well, that must have even sucked even worse. I was very jealous, mm. to be fair. Yes, <laughs> and 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 we did get uh, our own personal you know life-size chappy replicas that we could take home uh <laughs> mine's sitting next to me right now so thank you uh sony for, for that uh gran turismo based on true story from gamer to racer a sony pictures production thomas any last thoughts i mean I, I think i've said all i need to say i uh i mean okay just real quick i'll just say some positives yes i did like david harbour in it it is uh, some of it is nice to look at. I am always rooting for Neil Blomkamp, but I don't know. This did not do it for me. I mean, Thomas, any other things you want to say about this as we get out of this segment? Well, to like the Neil Blomkamp of it all, I think I I do agree that I want, like, because that guy is so fascinating. Yeah. Given just like that journey yeah. from District 9 to Elysium to Chappie is like such a curious downfall for a filmmaker. Um, but at the same time, you know what? I He's done two movies since, like, the sort of him being able to do, like, big stuff. Uh, there was this, and then there was also Demonic, which is a movie not a lot of people have seen. I would not recommend it, but it's literally one of the worst films I've seen this fucking decade. So my expectations were admittingly super low when I was going in to, to this one. Um, but uh, at the same time, I think, like, I would kind of like this sort of, like, mid-level kind of uh, career for Bomb Camp at this point, because I think he's a terrible writer and he's a great director. That's kind of the struggle, I think, with him. And this is the first movie he doesn't have a writing credit on. Admittingly, problems with this script, once again, uh, that we were that very much agree with, particularly like one element of it. But at the same time, I wouldn't mind him doing more kind of like mid-budget kind of like fun programmer schlock like this and making it look a lot a bit better and getting better performances out of the actors uh, if anything you know i miss charlotte you gotta team back up with charlotte man yeah you gotta come do it. on i i want to sh- I, I love charlotte copley uh i mean i saw his ted kaczynski sorry i saw his ted kaczynski movie from from this past year i think and i think anybody else saw mm-hmm. that ted k um i wanted you know, uh, Chateau Copley show up as like a as like the owner of like a rival racing company or something in this, but no. Oh, I'd love it if he just fucking went up to this dude and called him a boyjik <laughs> or some weird South African <laughs> term like that. Fuck yeah. <sighs> but yeah, Blom uh, Blom kept. Please get back with. Uh, Copley, oh, he's in Beast please. too. He was fun in Beast. Remember that? Beast. Oh yeah, the Idris Elba like lion movie or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, thank you, Siobhan. Yes, yes, yes. I liked him in that. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of Chateau Copley. Please, don't get me started. I I do want to rewatch that old boy remake, the Spike Lee film. Uh, uh, no, no, I I wouldn't listen, recommend doing that. I'm I do not have any memory of it uh, from ten years ago when I saw it. 
the the, the remake. But I'm intrigued because I I completely forgot Shoto Copley is the villain in that. I don't think it's an affront to God like people like Thomas like to say it is. <laughs> like I think it is something very fascinating to watch. Yeah, I, I, I want to see it through that perspective. I mean, it's interesting just in terms of like how far an American remake can kind of like tumble from the original. I think it's it's fascinating on that level. Especially what also you told just me. Like, Sorry, Tommy, keep going. Well, I mean, especially just with like a Spike Lee of it all. I know there's this whole thing about, oh, a four-hour cut yeah, or this. whatever of Old Boy because we have to talk about all the all the time. Like we need a director's cut version of every movie. Um, but At least the air cut. I, <laughs> right, <laughs> of course, what we all want. We all want that. Um, but, but at the same time, I just think on a a fundamental level, it's just, it's, it's such a weird attempt at trying to like be very close to the original movie, but also changing enough things. It's, it's, it's a fascinating, I think, failure on my personally, but I'm intrigued by it. I, I, I want to see it again, but I, I, I'll report back on the show. Absolutely. And I somehow I'll force Siobhan to see it again too. All right. Now it's time for a game. It's the box office game. Now, I have two lists. All right, we're going to do two rounds of this. I have the top ten. Oh, you know, let's go. Let's let's make this quick because we're 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 zooming into two hours. So let's do no, no. top five. No, no, come on. No, come on. We're doing a top five. Uh, top ten. Let's go. Ah, uh, top ten would just take too long. Let's yeah, just, he, here yeah. here's how I propose it, Marcelo. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know what you're going to do. Here mm. here's how I propose it. Knockout game. What do you mean a knock? No, that's not how this is going to work. Here, let me explain it, and then you can. We're guessing a movie that's on the list. If anybody gets it wrong, they're out. You know what I mean? No, but so here, fu- okay, whatever. Here, listen, listen. That would have taken your top ten and made it shorter. But you know what? <laughs> My ideas aren't welcome here. It's fine. <laughs> listen, Marcelo Thomas. runs the show. Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> listen, Thomas Bryant, the co-host. This happens on the show. Every time we record, and I have to, I have to cut out like ten minutes of us arguing. <laughs> How about the box office game in particular? <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I listen. My my idea here is first list sports, the top five uh, sports movies. Because I couldn't find like any other thing. Or just do the other knockout game where we punch each other. Until <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the box office mojo, top five domestic grossing films. Uh, under sports, the sports, not racing. Genre. Yeah, sports. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, and, and you'll see exactly why I pick sports as we go. So I'm going to go to each person. You're gonna take a guess. What's in the top five? If you get the number one, five. you get you get. If you get the number one, you get five points. If you get the number two, you get four points. If you get the number three, you get three points. If you get the number this four, you so get two points. This is so much more complicated, dude. <laughs> We're gonna do. Let's go around three times to see if anybody can get any of these. All right. So here we go. Siobhan, you have the pleasure of going first. Guess ah, what's in the top five? Sports. The uh, catbird seat. Creed. No, not under sports. What? Uh, Thomas. A League of Their Own. No. Brian, next. Oh. Um, fuck. Uh, the Sandlot. No. All right. Rocky. Hold on. Wait. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, <laughs> now, now, here's the guessing. Sorry. Now, I'm going to give you hints for each movie. Okay. Okay. The number one movie. Rocky. Tw- Siobhan, for God's sakes. The number one movie <laughs> came out in 2015. The number two movie. 1994. 
Number three movie, 2009. The number four movie, 2006. Number five movie, 2013. All right, next round. Jesus Christ. Okay, none of those are Rocky. Yeah. Siobhan? Um, 2015, the number one movie. So I'm going to think outside of the box. What is sports? What is Uh, sports? (laughs) 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 Uh, Friday Night Lights? No. All right, Thomas. The Longest Yard? No, Brian. Hmm. Um, what's the what's the one? Um, the Brad Pitt uh, Moneyball is that on there? No. All right, here hey, we go. You know what? She's in. It's in the title. How about that million dollar baby? Hold on. I, I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna give out another round of hints. <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay. And this will. I mean, yeah, Shivana is in a good place right here because I think this is gonna give it away. Uh, all right, I'm gonna give you the directors of each of these movies. All right. right. So here we go. The number one. uh, Yes, the number one. James Wan. The number two, Robert Zemeckis. The number three, John Lee Hancock. The number four, John Lasseter and Joe Ranft. And the number five, Justin Lin. Siobhan? They they don't. Those are not sports movies. What are you I'm talking I'm following boxofficemojo.com. Sports movies? Five. Yes. Boxofficemojo. Shut the fuck up. None of those sports are movies. sports. I love them to death. They're not. The first one you can call a sports movie, I guess, if you really want to. Uh, Furious 7? You got five points. Good job, buddy. <laughs> Thomas? <laughs> um, I'm going to guess uh, the... Mentioning Laster and Joe Ramped, uh, I'm guessing that one's Cars. Cars, yes, number four. You get two okay, points. That, may, that makes a little sense. Uh, Brian. An inspirational sports film in its own right. Is all Cars, huh? Oh, no. Is one of them The Blind Side? Yes, that's number three. Oh. Oh, no. Good job. All right, so that's the, those are the top five. Oh, sorry. Now I'm going to... Wait, what were wait, the other wait, ones wait, that we didn't get? Justin Lin. Is that five or six? Hold on. Here, uh, here are the top five. So number one, Furious 7. Number two, Forrest Gump. Number three, The Blind Side. Forrest Gump. Yeah, I yeah. guess he plays table tennis. Because <laughs> he plays football? What the fuck? Really? Plays, yes. Yeah, he plays football, table tennis, and he runs. So, hey. Oh, that's not? true. Yeah. That's yeah, true. The number, that's yeah, true. sorry. Uh, number three, The Blind Really, side. the most sports film, if you think about it. It's three sports. Number four... <laughs> Cars, number five, Fast and Furious, six. Fishing's a sport, too. (laughs) All right, so that was the first list. So we did a bang-up job there. Um, uh, Okay, next list. Just the... (laughs) Siobhan, you're going to get a kick out of this. Uh, Top five, box office mojo, domestic box office. Uh, Genre keyword, teenager. (laughs) Oh, okay. Teenager. Teenager. Yeah. Okay. okay. So, again, as before, the number one gets five points, so on. Uh, you know what? We're going to mix it up. Uh, Thomas is going to go first. Thomas, take a wild swing. Top five teenager films, according to Box Office Mojo. American Graffiti? No. Uh, let's go. I bet adjusted for inflation, it would be. Maybe. So, uh, let's, let's go reverse <laughs> order. So, now, Siobhan. My okay, um, Alita Battle Angel. No, <laughs> okay, <laughs> no, but good. I, I like that pick. Uh, good pick, Brian. Take a stab. 
Uh, this may be cheating since we're ta- we talked about it, but American Pie? No, not in the top five. Mm. Okay. All right, so the hints. Teenager, this is so outside of the box. The hints. <laughs> uh, here we go. And again, this is what Box Office Mojo uh, marked as teenager, the genre keyword. Teenager. <laughs> right, okay. Okay. The number one came out in... T- uh, sorry, the number one came out in 2010. The number two oh, came oh, out... Oh, oh, I've got some guesses. The number two came out in 2009. Number three came out in 2012. The number four came out in 2011. The number five came out in 2008. I have lost right. guesses now. So, uh, Thomas, swing. Uh, easy A? Incorrect. Back to Siobhan. Guess? I was thinking Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man 3, I guess, would be in that era. Is that your guess? Yeah, Spider-Man 3. Incorrect. Uh, all right, uh, Brian? Is one of the, is it a Harry Potter one of them? Uh, 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 I need a full answer here. Oh, man. Fuck. I'm going to guess uh, the fucking Goblet of Fire. I don't know. Uh, incorrect. Okay. Damn. Let's go to directors. Okay. Uh, the number one. Fonzo Cuaron. The number one was directed by David Slade. The number two was directed by Chris Weitz. The number three was directed by Bill Condon. The number four was directed by Bill Condon. The number five was directed by Catherine Hardwick. Now, Thomas, guess? That number one, I believe, would be Twilight Eclipse. You are correct. All right, Siobhan. Oh, by the way, Thomas, you get five points. Twilight New Moon. Uh, yeah, so that's the number two, Siobhan. You get four <laughs> points. Brian. Oh, man. I'm f- only because I know Bill Con. Is it is one of them Beauty and the Beast for some reason? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I really drew a blank You should have followed the pattern. <laughs> Incorrect. <laughs> oh, damn. Now, here, here are the top five teenager films, according to the box office mojo. Number one, The Twilight Saga Eclipse. Number two, The right. Twilight Saga New Moon. Number three, The Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part Two. Number four, The Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn Part One. Number five, Twilight. <laughs> yeah, Bowen, yeah, I think Spider-Man should be in there. But that is very funny. <laughs> All right, so I'm adding up the points. Uh, in third place, Brian, you have three. Yeah. Uh, second place, Thomas, you got seven. And first place, Siobhan, you got nine. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, well, wait, can I, can I put my, those five points I got earlier oh, into ooh, this pool? I didn't expect this. No. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Bonus round. Thomas, you've used those points wisely. You've but jumped up to number one. You, you <laughs> took it home with 12 what points. What a play. What wow. a play. <laughs> what a twist. Wow. The true last minute. <laughs> like, I just went over the finish line. <laughs> uh, wow. I can't what even a, be what, mad at it. I respect, I respect that so hard. Uh, what an ending. the hustle, man. What an ending. <laughs> Thomas, Brian, it's been a pleasure. We've, we've reached the end. Um, let's, let's do plugs, then we'll get out of here. Uh, let me go to Brian first. Brian, plug away. Where can people listening find you online, if you wish to be found? Uh, yeah, well, first off, of course, you can find uh, Thomas and I's show, Cinema to the Letter. Uh, but you can find me still, still stuffering like everyone else on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is at B-R-Y-A-N-D-R-A-D-E and then the number three. Uh, and then you can also find my 
my letterboxd and stuff at there uh on there as well if uh if you want to see what i'm watching so yeah cool do that folks thomas what about you uh well i'm at not the who's tommy on most places like letterbox twitter blue sky uh and such um and uh, you can find cinema to the letter at um the socials usually are cinema number two letter um and you can of course listen to us on the talk film society uh you know general podcast feed um but you can also listen to our exclusive patreon content at uh, patreon.com slash cinema number two letter where you know over the last several months we've been recording bonus audio stuff me and brian including a lot of stuff about the summer movies audio reviews for you know uh like from spider-man and uh across the spider-verse all the way to uh the last voyage of the demeter we did multiple reviews over the summer and you can also listen to like we'll have uh, we had a top ten list we did last month, and we also are putting out a Shrek audio commentary, uh, which we recorded, and uh, <laughs> is is very interesting in its own right. Um, and also, you know, if you're listening to this and you're going to be in the Atlanta area over Labor Day weekend, I'm going to be at Dragon Con, where I'll be doing um, a bunch of panels uh, as I do uh, as I've been doing for the last several years. Uh, like I'll be doing a Yellow Jackets panel. I'll be doing a 2023 in horror panel i'll be doing a good omens 2 panel um a m night Shyamalan panel um one about uh, classic horror movie censorship and then another one about uh, vampires in classic cinema most of those uh, you can find it on like the dragon con app you can just search my name and you can add any of those to your schedule most of them will be in the peach tree one two at the weston uh, though i should mention the good omens one will be um in a specific room i want to just tell marcello at the chastain may one two <laughs> in the weston Wow. Yes. I appreciate that. Siobhan? Did you ever do that? I don't know if you ever did that, Marcel. Did you ever meet Jessica Chastain maybe on the the Broadway stage? Nope. Moving on. Uh, Siobhan? Nope. (laughs) Plugs? Anything you want to promote? Uh, Yeah, you can uh, check out my upcoming appearance on Cinema to the Letter. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Wow. Okay. And that's about it, I think. A sneak peek for next season. <laughs> one of one of our top guests. We have a really big get. Uh, you can follow me at Junkblader. I mean, yeah, for, way better than any person who has previously been on the show, in particular. Oh, that's <laughs> just like the, blows the other person out of the water. You can only go up from there. Uh, yeah, and I like to plug my appearance on Cinema to the Letter, where I talked about uh, Last Action Hero. With uh, Thomas and Brian, Check I that can't out. tell no. you what I'm going to talk about yet, but it's ooh, ooh, you're going to want to pull out your <laughs> you're going to want to look to the skies at night. <laughs> what? Okay. That's, that's my clue. That could mean anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and also we have a Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/TalkFilmSociety for commentaries. Check out uh, the thing we're going to release in September. That's all I'll say. Uh, all right. Oh, now we don't need to decide now, Siobhan. I, I kind of feel bad for keeping our guests for two hours. We're going to watch Equalizer 1 and 2. Okay, fine. We'll watch Equalizer 1 and 2 <laughs> next week. Uh, we'll, we'll figure it out. So now it's time for our catchphrase, or just my catchphrase. I mean, Siobhan, do you have a catchphrase for this show? Nope. Nope, okay, I do not. It's just me. Not at all. Hey, see you at the movies. Nope. I never say that. All right, bye. See you around, uh, uh, sucker. <laughs> <laughs>